Welcome back to The Briefing Room. I'm Michelle Mahan. I'm Jose Castro. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about community support and how important it is to not only members of the San Bernardino Police Department, but law enforcement in general. Yes. Across the country, I think law enforcement officers really appreciate community support. But you might be asking yourself, why are we even talking about the importance of community support to law enforcement? All you have to do is look back at 2020 and see how terrible... In the grand scheme of things, it was. Now, I'm not trying to downplay the sickness that was, but COVID has been blamed for everything. Yes. But, I mean, some of these things that COVID was accounted for. Yeah, COVID was rough. It was a rough year. But there were other things that went along. So we had to deal with officers and people getting sick and staffing shortages. And And and, the fear of it and initial initial fear and then the changing of our lifestyles, wearing masks. People asking the police department to suddenly go in and yell at people about wearing masks and arrest people for not wearing arrest masks. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't believe the calls that we got. And so our dispatch center was having a rough time dealing with all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So COVID. Yeah. Not good. Couple that with the death of George Floyd. Right. And the social justice movement that stemmed from it. And, and you know, really, I think that incident just energized that movement. And uh, what was interesting about this was that it was, it became destructive it during did. the summer. Yeah. What those, that, those positively intended protests. Right. A lot. Some of them devolved into riot behavior. Exactly. And we we were we were the victim of that. Our city was. Yeah, our city was as well. And, you know, whether that was the intention of the protesters or not, you know, it it happened. We're not here to comment about, you know, all of that. But it happened. And that was something else that law enforcement personnel had to deal with. You know, and and even after the the bulk of the riots happened, the protest events continued on. And. I'm not going to, I, we don't lie to you on this show and we're not going to sugarcoat it for any officer standing on a skirmish line or any officer doing uh, security at a protest event. When you stand there and you listen to people protesting you and telling you how terrible you are, that's a tough thing to do. Especially when you're there to make sure that they can safely right. yell at you and, and call you a piece of nothing. Right. Safe to say you feel a little bit underappreciated at that point. Not that we need a pat on the back all the time, but it is nice to not have to stand there and listen to how terrible you are. So that led to an increase in retirements and resignations. Now, some of these retirements were people that had done their time and, and they were, they aged out, so to speak. But some of them were people who maybe had, uh, you know, they started their career at 25 years old and to get a full 30 year career, they needed to be 55 or something like that. And they decided to go at 50 years old or or younger. They just, they said, ah, this isn't for me. Right. You know, we had, I think more trainees resign in the field training program this year than we have had in any other year that I can remember. And each one of those trainees came with such difficulty to hire because it was difficult to recruit. Right. Because nobody wanted to be a cop. And these weren't trainees that were washing from the program because they couldn't meet standards. These were trainees that were saying, you know, mentally, they just, this eh. is not for me. Yeah. I, I don't want to work in this kind of uh, a profession yeah. with this kind of stuff going on. So that gives you a pretty good barometer of how the officers were feeling. But put that on top of attacks on law enforcement. And we were not immune to that. 
In fact, in the past month, we had two different incidents where our officers were shot at. And an additional incident where a deputy sheriff was shot at in Ex- our city. Exactly. And in one of our incidents, our officers were actually wounded by the gunfire. Right. We had two officers that were shot and the deputy sheriff was also shot. So, um, and thankfully in the last, uh, or that, that uh, the other incident, uh, our officer was shot at, but not wounded. Correct. So, um, you know, we're feeling this. And last year there was an increase in uh, attacks that resulted in officer murders. Um, in the last 12 months, it's been roughly 18% increase. So, um, you know, there is some data to back up that sense of, you know, a little bit under attack, um, you know, and, and the officers are feeling that. And like you said, Jose, we're not immune to that. We're even feeling that locally. That's not just a story across the country. That's reality here in the Inland Empire for our officers. But that's, but we have a job to do. Yeah. As law enforcement officers who are going to fulfill their oath, mm-hmm. we have to be professionals. Yeah. And although our stoicism will get us through the majority of our days, community support goes a long way. Yes. So we're still human beings. Yeah. And when you're having a tough time, um, you know, we can support each other internally in the department. We can listen to each other. We can let each other vent. And, you know, there's options that we have uh, if we need a little bit more assistance. But when push comes to shove, knowing that you have the support of your community is one of those things that really makes it worth it. So Michelle and I want to take this opportunity to thank our community for the outpouring of support that we've gotten, not only in recent weeks, but throughout the year. Yeah. During all of which we have mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, for those little acts of kindness, you know, community groups who support us in getting things done or share messages of support uh, when we go to those community meetings or, um, you know, we appreciate that. And so thank you for for your support at community meetings and even attending them and being interested in what we're doing. For the person who asks us questions about why we do our job or how we do our job or is interested and wants to learn about law enforcement, thank you for caring enough about our profession to learn and understand what we're doing and and get a little more familiar with the realities of our job. Yeah, the letters we get from schools and residents. Yeah, that, I love those. Yeah, that demonstrate their their appreciation. Thank you for that. We don't get a chance to tell every single student thank you, but we truly appreciate those letters. We have them in yes. the briefing room. We look at them. And they give us that little bit of energy mm-hmm. to go out there and, and, and face what we face. You know, when you go on a call for service and somebody just goes with the program and they don't make your life harder and, and they say, hey, get, I get it. You're just doing your job. Thank you for getting it. That, you know, this is, this is what I need to do. Not because I want to cause you a problem. It's, it's what we have to do right now. Yep. To our neighbors and our friends and our families and our own lives. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for supporting us. Yeah. The, the calling and checking in and making sure we're doing okay. Yeah, we, we probably played that down, but it was important. It yeah. was important. And the faith communities that are praying yeah. for us. We definitely, definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's uh, definitely uh, one of my favorites is the Dear Officer cards that oh, we get. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yep. Yeah, I love those. And people write personal messages on those yep. and things like that. Um I'll tell you what, uh, we're, we're going to just start putting those on social media because I think more and more people need to get that other than just the individual officer who exactly. got it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I feel like it's, uh, for, it's meant for the whole department, but it's just yeah. handed to one officer that they see at a scene. 
You know, another thing people do that's really supportive of law enforcement is uh, so often we get calls to watch commander when somebody wants to complain about an officer. But when somebody calls to say how well an officer did on a call or how well one of our other employees did on a call, it's it's really uplifting for the officer. Yeah. I think it's uplifting for the watch commander too. Yeah. Cause again, not every call needs to be negative. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice to see those, to hear those good calls. And we do, if we can figure out what officer it was, we will write an attaboy or an atta girl for their file and, you know, give them their kudos, you know? So we appreciate that stuff. And then social media, mm-hmm. we appreciate all the positivity on social media and all the well wishes for our yep. officers. And, and that goes a long way to the the rank and file and the guys going out there and handling service. Yeah, they're looking at that. And, you know, um, one of the things, and I, and I think if you listen back to our podcast, Sergeant Ernie Luna touched on this. When a victim finds us later on and tells us what a difference we made in their lives, whether it's a human trafficking victim that's rescued, a domestic violence victim that got away from their abuser. You know, you might see them, uh, you know, you're driving down the road and the officer who helped you is walking and getting back in their car. You know, if, if you stop and just show your face and tell them how well you're doing and thank them for that, I'll tell you what, that almost never happens to us. But on the rare occasions when it does, it is such a good feeling. So to the community that uh, is out there supporting us, thank you. All of those kind words and all of those messages of support, it's like um, emotional food to go on. Yeah, they don't fall on deaf ears. Even though yeah. we can't thank you individually, we do appreciate it. Yeah. And and a lot of times we might be busy, so we don't get a chance really to say a proper thank you to you. So this is our chance to do that right now. And to the law enforcement community, Jose, what, what would you want to say to them? Well, first of all, while you're in uniform and while you're here working, go out there, handle business, be a professional. Push your emotions to the side, get the job done. And once that's done, and once you're safe at the end of your shift and you're taking your uniform off and you can be a human because that's what we are after all, when the going gets tough, remember that you have a whole city, a whole community that is behind you and appreciates the noble profession that you have chosen. Yeah. And, and on top of that, I would add what you do has meaning. Even when people are chewing you out Don't forget that what you do is important and it has meaning to the communities that you serve. Keep going. Keep your head up. To those of you who are in the trenches, the public sees you and they need you. So carry on and take good care of each other. Needless to say, Michelle, we've had a busy couple of weeks here at the San Bernardino Police Department. Yes. We wanted to make sure that uh, all of the well wishes were heard. Mm hmm. And we wanted to make sure we said thank you to the public and that you knew that we did hear them. And to our fellow officers in law enforcement, we just wanted to remind you about why you got into law enforcement. And it's that community that you serve and they still need you and they want you around. So that's really all we have to say. That's our podcast for this week. We'll see you next time in the briefing room. <laughs>